0: welcome to the joy of sunflowers podcast we release podcasts here in part and in full on the joy of sunflowers website the joy of sunflowers podcast is about sisterhood through infertility and pregnancy loss we cover a range of topics including fertility pregnancy after loss and so much more i speak with a range of people including wellness professionals medical experts and beautiful mamas the aim of this podcast is to bring you information and experiences that will validate and equip you for whatever season you find yourself in right now. Hi, Nina. Thank you so much for joining me on the show of Sunflowers. Uh, please introduce yourself a little bit more.
1: Yes, my name is Nina Cowan and I live in Tampa, Florida, and uh, I am a fertility coach.
0: Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, Let's, let's start from the very beginning. Um, Sure. And, and at the beginning of your journey, did you always know that you wanted to be a mom or was it something that you sort of came to?
1: I have never, I, growing up, I did not want to be a mother because my mom was a single mom there were five of us all together. Life was really hard. And I just said to myself, I'm never doing this. <laughs> um, it, Cause I just knew how hard it was, you know? Um, but something started happening in my thirties and I, I was a school teacher initially um, for about 14, 15 years. And uh, something happened in my, I was about 35 and I started feeling my, I guess, my biological clock ticking. And I said to myself, what is this? What is going on? Oh my gosh, these kids are so cute. I just, I feel like I want one of my own. And that's where it all started. And um, I ended up uh, getting out of a bad relationship and started journaling about the type of person I wanted to meet, Someone, you know, that was financially stable, someone that wanted to have children. And uh, by this time, I was about maybe 39, 38, 39. So the clock was ticking. Met my husband. We got married. I was about 40, 40, 41 years old. And we started trying right away. And I ended up having a miscarriage um, after about uh, six weeks. Of finding out that I was pregnant, and it was pretty, it hit me pretty hard. It was pretty devastating for me, and it took a while to kind of recover from that. But I still had the same goal in mind, which was we need to get a baby here. Well, unfortunately, my husband was in the military, fortunately or unfortunately, but he was in the military and he had to go away for a year. So I was going to be doing IVF on my own. And it just did not work out for us. Uh, you know, we, all the embryos were abnormal, uh, from there, um, he came back and so we decided to start all over again, but with a new clinic and we ended up being successful. The second, uh, frozen transfer. And it was just, it was so exciting. I couldn't believe it. Um, I went six, months throughout the pregnancy and I just had an inkling that something wasn't right. I wasn't in any pain or anything like that. It just I don't know, it was like an intuition that I had. So I went to the doctor and I said, "Listen, you know, uh I went for one of my regular checkups, OB appointments and they were like, "Everything's fine. Your daughter's fine. She's swallowing the fluid. She's kicking, she's moving all around." And I, I still left with this horrible feeling in my, in the pit of my stomach. That weekend is the weekend that she passed away because by Monday, like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, I wasn't really feeling her kick anymore. And they confirmed it on like a Tuesday and, uh, took her out by C-section. Uh, it was, it was pretty hard and I'm like I said to myself in the hospital I'm never doing this again I just this is it like I can't take any more on well about a month later I was getting that that feeling again like I want to do this I know I can have a successful pregnancy so I told my husband I said I would I would love to just try again you know and he said okay let's do it so we did uh along the way It it was really, it was really tough emotionally trying to focus on IVF, but also grieve the loss at the same time. So, uh, got into, uh, you know, we started another, we started more cycles and about a year later we got pregnant again and now we have a lovely two and a half year old. (laughs) Um, so definitely, you know, a rainbow, a, a pot of gold at the end of the story. Like it was just, um. It was a miracle. Everyone was just so happy. I was 46 at the time when I eventually gave birth. And uh, while I was going through my journey, I was like, you know, man, I really want to try to help other women. How can I do this? What route can I take to to, to help women? So I was feeling a little depressed after I gave birth. And a friend of mine who was a Life coach. She did an intake on me to kind of figure out, kind of shift my thinking about things, to figure out who I am and what my core values are. Right after that session, it was probably about two hours long. Right after that session, I was like, "That's it. This is what I want to do." But fertility, but for fertility clients, because she just she did something that my own therapist was not able to do, and she's. turned a switch somewhere in my brain and I just felt so good about myself again and was like, yeah, that's right. These are my core values. These are the things that I believe in. And I'm like, this is what I want to do for other women. I want to make them feel how she made me feel to bring me out of that darkness that I was in. So here I am. (laughs)
0: Wow. That's such a good story in terms of like, you know, I mean, having, having the rainbow at the end and, and then having that kind of journey with someone who sort of just helped you get into a mindset that was more positive and was more sort of conducive to doing something that you wanted to do. Um, and it's so true, like the mindset thing. Like if you don't have the right mindset, you don't you don't have that shift. It can be really quite harsh, like a, the reality of that. Like you're in the dark. You are. It's like a darkness um and that that hope is really hard to kind of look for without a different mindset so i think it's amazing that that's something that you're doing cuz i i mean i've talked to a fair few fertility coaches now and i just think you guys are amazing like it's so it's such wow. an important thing like in this space especially like oh like we just need someone to talk to the 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 amount of emotion and everything that goes into this process and also every woman I've talked to who is a fertility coach has been through it. And I think that as well is really validating for, you know, us who are, have gone through it, we are going through it and we, we need that help, you know? So it's, it's really amazing that you're doing that.
1: Well, and thank you for saying that it, it, it feels, this is a labor of love. Like I love every, it's a lot of work, but I love every minute of it. And I, sometimes feel like I was called to, to do this work type of work from a higher power, whatever you want to call it. You know, I do, I honestly, I had a dream right before I decided to uh, do this work. And there was a woman who came to me in my dream who had cancer and she had like lost all of her hair. She had been going through chemo. And I think at this point, like she was ready to start a family because, You know, she was finished with chemo, but she came to me in in tears. And she's like, please, you know, I I really want you to help me get pregnant. And I I was like, of course, I'm crying with her. Like, of course, I'm going to do that for you. That's your dream. I'm going to make it. I'm going to try to make it happen for you. So I honestly feel like I was called to do it. I I do have an a background in education, and I'm just continuing to teach, but in a different way. I'm continuing to support emotionally, you know, in a different way. Cause you know, teachers wear many, many hats <laughs> and um, yeah. So I'm just, I'm loving every bit of it. And, you know, there's so many successes, you know, versus, you know, one success could look like, you know, helping that client navigate, um, you know, advocating for themselves, you know, a success could be a, positive pregnancy test, which we got three, I got three in the last couple of weeks, <laughs> you know, um, so there's so many, and in, in each client is so different. They have different needs, but really the main thing that they need is some type of emotional support, some way to be able to contact me whenever they need to, to ask a question, uh, to give them feedback about a test that they've taken or what have you. So
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Something I found interesting that you said was um, that, you know, you found it really hard to move through the grief while you were going through treatments. And I have, I found that a lot with the women I've spoken to, like, as you're going through those, those times of trying to get pregnant, you're, you're going through fertility treatments, like that just seems to be the sort of time of turmoil because you can't, you can't fully grieve, you know, what you've been through and deal with that trauma, (laughs) you know, and I'm guessing that's what you found um, as a fertility coach as well.
1: Oh, uh, absolutely. And, you know, you're right. You can't do both at the same time. It's got to be one or the other. And for me, I believe I started the grieving process after I finally gave birth and was like, and it was awful. It's like, you've got this new bundle of joy that you want to celebrate that you're so happy about. But at the same time, there's this pain that that's been locked inside of you for a while. And, um, you know, I'll be honest with you having some type of support, like a fertility coach, it could be a clergy woman or man, you know, at a church, it could be a, a friend that you have. It could be someone that, you know, you feel close to that you can confide in. Um, to help you get through that grief, but finding someone, it doesn't have to be me. You know, it could be anyone. I, I just really encourage women, my clients to find that one person, whether it's myself or, you know, uh, their mom, someone that they feel safe with, because it's really all about feeling safe and not having someone that really loves you, you know, say things that are not helpful. <laughs> And that happens so often. I had that happen to me a a lot of times. And, um, I just tell my clients, protect your space, set, set those boundaries, you know, um, because that space, you have to be in a good head space in order to, to be able to continue on your fertility journey. It's so hard to do. It's like, you're fighting a battle of like all these different, (laughs) you know, things that are elements that are out there, but, um, you know, women can do it. There's st- women are strong and you, you'll know when you're, when you're done, every woman has that, you know, thing within them. I, I, I was, when I was teaching still and going through my fertility journey, I had a, a principal who had a miscarriage and she lost twins right after that. She's like, never doing this again. I'm going to adopt. And that's exactly, that's the route that she went on right away. But there are other women that are just like, Nope, this is going to happen for me. I want to continue on this route. And that is where I come into play. You know, there's women that still are struggling. You know, I help women with many different facets of their fertility journeys, not just one thing that I do. So.
0: Yeah, no, I found the same thing, like talking to women, you know, they know where that door is. You know, you, you might not know it right now, but when you'll when you get to that door, you'll know and you're faced with that door, you'll be like, "Okay, I'm go- I'm going to close that now. Like I'm done." <laughs> you know, it is absolutely. A very, yeah, it's a, I've, I from from the experiences I've heard like it's a very powerful like feeling of, "Yeah, I'm closing this door now." Um so just speaking into after your rainbow baby because i know that that's something that a lot of women really worry about and think about like i'm currently pregnant uh i am 27 oh, weeks exactly. and um, it is a real fear um that you know i didn't allow myself to really go through the grief like fully like i i i did go through a grieving process and there was a whole time of everything you know and obviously doing this has been very therapeutic Um, But I do know that after I have the baby, there's going to be maybe some things that I didn't realize I hadn't gone through yet. Um, So what was that process like for you? And maybe even speaking into like maybe your clients and sort of how that's gone for them, if you still have your clients after they've had their rainbows. Okay, so... uh...
1: What I what one of the things that I've done for one of my clients, she continuously had early miscarriages and she's actually pregnant right now. (laughs) And really, we are just messaging back and forth. You know, she is making sure that she protects her space. She's not telling too many people about the pregnancy right now, um, which is totally understandable you want to make sure that this lasts you know before you start spreading the news because she's had so many losses before um one of the things that i would say you know after you know you if you're pregnant or you've got your rainbow baby i would even say you know maybe join some type of group and as a matter of as a matter of fact there's like you know there's grief counseling that's out there for women uh, there is, um, there, you know, loss groups, uh, for women that to go and, and share their, their grief with each other. Um, and they bond in that sense. But as far as my clients are concerned, I really just try to keep them in a good headspace with meditation, with mindfulness, um, what are some things, you know, journaling, um, Another thing that I did not do, and I wish I had done it, uh, but really even, you know, celebrating, you know, that, that the life, no matter how short it was in some way, you know, having some type of small ceremony. Um, I did try about a year ago to, uh, I had this Chinese paper where you, light it, you write a message on there and you light it up and you, you know, let it float into the sky. And I was going to have all of my friends do that, but we had red tide at the beach, so uh, we weren't able to do it. Um, so I, I do plan on doing something like that eventually. But, yeah, just just in some way, you know, making sure that you are keeping focused on the goal in mind and not necessarily if you need to cry, cry it out. You know, if you need to punch a pillow, do that. (laughs) You know, if you need to go into the woods and scream, you know, do that, you know, do whatever works for you. And that is what I try to do for my clients is they're all individual. They all are going to, you know, grieve a certain way and you just have to help lead them towards that thing. So that's what I try to do.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it's like working out what what's their thing, like what's gonna work for them. Because obviously, yeah, everyone is different, and some of us, yes, want to punch a pillow or something, or scream into a pillow, or <laughs> scream sure. into a forest, or you know, watch a really sad movie and cry for like ages. <laughs> oh my
1: gosh, I've got I've got a number one movie on my list that I it just it resonated with me so much, and I I ball the entire thing. It was. Very therapeutic for me, but um, yeah, whatever, whatever works for you, because a lot of times you're not even thinking of, you know, expressing your grief in a certain way. You know, you're just like, I'm just surviving right now, (laughs) you know, so I help lead my clients to whatever fits them. I mean, it could be prayer, it could be many different things, you know.
0: Yeah and I'm guessing this that that I mean that process I mean that's going to work before you've had your rainbow and and after you've had your rainbow if you if you're going through those throes of emotions and you just need to it's just a case of outletting that in whichever way speaks to you. Um yeah.
1: Absolutely.
0: So um yeah. I mean going to your personal experience um what what did you do to kind of move through um after you had your rainbow, what, what processes did you go through with your grief?
1: Sure. So, um, I'll be honest with you. I wasn't even sure what was going on with me, <laughs> uh, but I just knew I was in a, a really dark place. So uh, starting my fertility coaching business to help, to try and help heal other one, women, That is the biggest thing that has been really helpful for me Uh, because, you know, I I had someone ask me before, you know, um, you are speaking with your clients that does that bring up emotions for you? Um, And most of the time it does, it, it might bring up a memory, but most of the time I am just really focused on that client and their story and their struggle and trying to help heal them so through healing other people that is how i've been healing uh i also joined uh, grief support uh because i think that was something because i'm like i'm not really sure if i need that but i'm going to join anyway to see how that works out for me and if it's not the right because it may not be the right fit You know, um, that's what I was thinking before. Like it may not necessarily be the right thing. I mean, I remember going to, um, group support and it, that wasn't necessarily the right outlet for me because I sat there and this was right after I had my miscarriage and I thought I want to help each and every one of these women that are here, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like I, I just felt so awful that like some of these women have gone, have gone like, you know, 12 years, 13 years and hadn't gotten gotten their rainbow baby or hadn't gotten pregnant at all. And I was just like, oh my gosh, what can I do to try to help these women? So for me, you know, for me personally, helping to heal other women is helping to heal me at the same time.
0: That's really (laughs) beautiful and yeah i mean like you said like different outlets different people right so for you it's helping others that's actually healing you because you're well one thing like you're doing something with that pain with that grief um that is actually meaningful and is changing other people's lives which is really powerful um so i think yeah like for me this this doing this event you know it's a big project i'm a i am a project girl i love projects i <laughs> like crazy with the big projects and things and I take stuff on all the time like different things um and when I said to my husband I was doing this he was like okay he's like that's a lot of work and I was like I'm gonna do it it needs to be done and he's like all right divine <laughs> yeah.
1: intervention you know Help yeah fuel you for this project
0: <laughs> yeah I mean I'm a Christian so I did feel very like you know this is maybe god leading me because yeah and it and it's actually made me slow down in other ways which is really weird because i'm quite a like do all these things <laughs> and i've had to slow down to focus solely on this project to focus solely on what i'm doing here um in the now and it's been yeah, it's been really powerful. Uh, you know, it's been a really amazing experience to talk with so many different women, hear so many different ex- experiences mm-hmm. and perspectives. And I have cried, not going to lie. <laughs> You're and gonna that's okay.
1: <laughs> that's a human emotion. That is okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was
0: like, no, I'm just, I'm just being like Jesus, you know, <laughs> he cried. <laughs> he cried you know, when someone yeah. died, when Lazarus died. So nice. just embracing Jesus and crying. Love it. And died, so, yeah.
1: No, I love that. I love what you're doing because, you know, while you were talking, I, I felt like, you know, this, this project is like your baby right now. Mm. And, you know, in a sense, it's very similar to once that baby gets here, that's you have to be mindful, you have to be focused on the baby, nurture it, you know, <laughs> feed it like all these different things. And like, um, yes, yeah, so are you just getting prepared for your for your baby to come? <laughs> hey, babe. Um, yeah, no, I think it's great what you're doing. I mean, I, I think when you know, you know, like you knew Like, wow, I'm being called to do this. Like, the same way that I was feeling about becoming a fertility coach. And I think we need to listen to our intuition a lot more because, you know, women are really powerful uh, creatures. We are just, we are amazing. And if we listen to our intuition a lot more, I think that, um, you know, it could really, it could, it can really change the world, you know, by helping to change yourself and change other, like empowering yourself. That's one of my core value words helping to empower yourself first and then helping to empower other women. Oh man. I just, there's nothing like it.
0: I really hope you enjoyed the first part of this podcast. If you'd like to listen to the rest, please visit thejoyofsunflowers.com. Please note that all speakers, including experts and professionals, express information, views, and opinions that should not be used to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any medical conditions if you have a medical issue please consult a qualified professional speakers voice their own views opinions and conclusions and they may not reflect the views opinions and conclusions of other speakers ella rose the joy of sunflowers and its sponsors may not endorse all or any of the views opinions or conclusions expressed